morning. Glad you could join in. I hope you had a great Sunday gathering with the saints and spending time worshiping the Lord, opening the Word together. Uh, I know we had a sweet time yesterday and uh, always love getting together with the saints. I think as we've said many times in the past that uh, our fellowship together as the body of Christ is going to become all the more important in the days that we uh, find ourselves delving further and further into. So I, I do hope you have that opportunity and I do hope you take advantage of that opportunity uh, provoking one another to love and good works and all that comes with being part of a, the family of God. Um, you might notice that we're in different surroundings today. Actually, my good friend Bob uh, let me borrow his van for a couple of weeks while our family is looking for uh, another vehicle for our daughter. So uh, I've been tooling around in this bad boy for a little bit. And uh, uh, Bob actually said, you know, if you want to do one of your driving videos, you might do it in the van. Well, here we go. Uh, so uh, anyway, he's got this cool little arm coming off the windshield here that I thought I'd give a try. So see how this works out. I did notice though that my hand is gigantic. That being said, um, so I've gotten a couple of emails lately, and uh, actually I had a, a very sweet couple came and visit us again yesterday uh, at church, and uh, after church we we're having a conversation uh, about this. Uh, she asked if I had heard about this uh, this emergency test signal that uh, FEMA and the FCC are going to be sending out this Wednesday, October 4th, uh, to all the mobile devices, uh, I think among other uh, technologies, that they're going to be connecting uh, with with everyone's mobile device for the uh, in order to send out uh, a test signal in case there's ever a national emergency or crisis that uh, uh, the government uh, government agency again FEMA or the FCC would be able to send out a uh, signal and alert everybody to this uh, national emergency now on the one hand that of course is a uh, very sensible thing from a uh, you know if, if there was a crisis that everybody need to be alerted to it just makes sense that you'd want to utilize the the, uh, the, the avenue that everybody has ie a mobile device uh, but the, the the test that is going to be sent to every mobile device has raised some eyebrows and some concerns uh, in regard to things like you know a big brother kind of thing a 1984 kind of deal where you know um, where the government has access to everybody by virtue of the mobile devices that they carry, uh, sort of that kind of thinking. And even further, and this is really where the question uh, was going, uh, is what about the concerns that people have about uh, the 5G signal potentially being used as a means to um, uh, communicate, as it were, with uh, either chemicals or nanotechnologies that may be in our bodies now by virtue of various shots that have come down the pike over the last few years. Um, so let me answer that in two ways. First off, uh, just, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, the technology, do I think such a technology is possible and maybe even exists? Well, I don't think it's beyond the realm of possibility. Again, if we're just talking about the idea that um, a signal could be sent to a device that is close to our bodies and potentially interact with something within our bodies. Is that possible? Uh, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility. There's lots of things that generations ago would have been thought completely outlandish that are just part of our everyday lives, like the mobile device itself, for example. Um, so I, I, I don't rule out by any means the possibility that such a thing could happen. But the other way I want to answer this is, is the more immediate question, do I think it's going to happen on Wednesday? Um, uh, I think that while it's within the realm of possibility that a signal could be sent to our mobile devices that could interact potentially with, again, chemicals or maybe even 
nanotechnology that might exist uh, that have been delivered by virtue of some of these things. While I think it's possible, um, I don't necessarily know that this Wednesday will be the day that we see any kind of real effect of that. Now, I, again, I'm not giving advice on this. I'm not, I'm not saying I've got the inside scoop or track, but I'm also not speaking from a place of cynicism. Again, I think that something like that is possible. But, um, and here's my thinking on this. Uh, I, while, if you've been watching this channel, you know that we do talk about things like the Great Reset. We talk about the interactions between the large global organizations like the UN and the World Health Organization, the International Monetary Fund, uh, the Bank for International Settlements that uh, is working on technologies to connect central bank digital currencies, tokenizing economies, moving away from uh, the current system toward a global order that ultimately will be one day under the auspices of the Antichrist, as the Bible talks about. We're very open about this stuff and, and very firmly believe that that's where we're going and that these agencies that exist today are, at least at this point, very likely to be those entities that, that are, are working in concert to bring it about. So in no way am I somebody that's poo-pooing those kinds of things. That being said, when it comes to going down rabbit holes, uh, or going out on limbs, maybe is a better way to put it, unless there's a lot of evidence supporting that limb, I, I generally make it a habit not to go too far out on it. Um, I think it's wise to consider what's going on around us and to think about how that may fit, you know, how well or not it fits into uh, the biblical narrative and the picture that the Bible paints. The Bible is always the uh, the grid by which we test all things and by which we compare all things. And so we don't make fit scripture fit these things, but if something seems to fit very well into what the scripture describes, then we consider a possibility. Again, we don't dogmatically say this is this, unless we, there's just no doubt. There's, I mean, it's already become that and it's obvious and, and completely apparent, but not if it's iffy or maybe, or it could not be. Uh, so that's what I mean when I'm a little careful about going too far out on a limb. Um, but that being said, so when it comes to uh, this idea of this signal that's going to be sent down on Wednesday, um, you know, there are those that would say turn off your phone for the day and, and don't get the signal and all that kind of thing because of the potential for this signal to interact with your body and cause problems. Again, maybe it'll make someone sick uh, or it'll put people in the hospital or if you've been carried all the way out and, and uh, you know, maybe someone you know could die from it or something. Well, uh, let me just share my own thinking on this. This is where I was about to go a minute ago. Um, Let's, let's ride that all the way through. Let's, let's just say for the sake of argument that when this signal is sent on Wednesday, October 4th, um, and it connects with the phones uh, on our person, and uh, let's suppose that maybe there is a, a, you know, some way that that electrical pulse signal uh, interacts with the electrical pulses of our bodies or, or has an effect on a chemical reaction within us, uh, or um, uh, or interacts with nanotechnology. Let's just kind of push these things all the way and just, uh, or at least farther down the road to, so we're not just sort of pulling our punches on this at all. Um, let's say that that happens and all of a sudden we find that a lot of people get very, very sick all of a sudden and they're hospitalized and maybe uh, uh, some number of the population even dies as a result of this kind of thing. Um, what would happen next? And that becomes an important question, because now we have to ask, well, suppose that there are nefarious forces that actually have this in mind, and this is what's slated to take place on Wednesday. Uh, 
are those entities, uh, you know, those, uh, you know, typically we would refer to them as the global elite, right? Those who uh, are making the decisions, those who are responsible for all the things that we're thinking are going to happen. Is there in fact an infrastructure, uh, a dark infrastructure set up ready to go to step in and to clean that up? Um, another question to ask that, which I think the answer to that is probably no. I don't, I think there, there's probably a lot of stuff that would be ready to step in. I, I think our, uh, in some respects, I think the global economy isn't too far away from being ready to be shifted completely over to a digital economy. Not completely. I mean, that's, when you get into the nuts and bolts and the effects of that kind of thing on, on real life people, uh, that becomes a lot more nuanced and intricate of a discussion. It's not as easy as just one day you're not on it, the next day you are, and it just works. Uh, the kinds of catastrophic impacts that these things would have once the trigger was pulled uh, would, would take a lot to come back from. Uh, and you wouldn't necessarily do that unless you were assured of the fact that you'd still be in power and you'd have the means by which to bring things together in such a way as to remain in power. So is the, you know, are those forces ready for this? Well, I'm not part of that world, so I, I don't know for sure, but it does not appear to me from what I can tell that that would be the case. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I think that there's probably more, uh, larger mess that could be cleaned up if, in fact, all of a sudden Wednesday became this depopulization uh, event, you know? Uh, let's think about it on a smaller scale. Well, what if it's just a matter of seeing if it worked and some small segment of people were hospitalized? I would not be surprised to hear people reporting that uh, lots of people were hospitalized and people reporting being sick and all this kind of thing after the signal. Um, I would imagine there will be all kinds of posts and articles written about that kind of thing. We'll see. Maybe not. We'll see. But um, could that be? That's more feasible. That's more feasible. But I still think there are other questions that, that must be asked as well. or other factors that I think would come into play. Uh, for one thing, there's a lot of people that are expecting this event to bear those kinds of results. And so I think that unless you're prepared for the backlash, you probably aren't going to pull that trigger. Now, if they do pull that trigger, and there is a tremendous amount of backlash, but they just keep on moving with it, well, then we'll know a lot more, won't we? So I guess my, my response to this whole thing would be that we just want to watch what's going on. I don't, I don't know that shutting our phones off on, on Wednesday will necessarily spare anybody anything, uh, because that signal, when it's sent, uh, could very well just reside on your phone. So the next time, if, if you're never going to turn it on again, maybe that'll protect you. But when you do turn it back on, uh, who's to say that that same signal would not just affect you once you turn it on? And so I don't really know that turning it off for the day necessarily will prevent anything from happening. Maybe it will, but, but I don't know. Um, I'm always a little leery when it comes to, uh, uh, or because I, I know that there are things that I don't know. And so I, I can't really push something so far and act as though I have authoritative knowledge on something when I know that there's lots of stuff that we just don't know. So we have to be, uh, we have to be wise about that, I think. But let me put this in the larger picture uh, as a believer, as a Christian. Uh, it's one thing to be somebody who's unsaved, but is just very anti-government and is very uh, into all these ideas and theories and, and they're, um, they're, you know, assuming that everything is, is, is 
know, going to lead to, you know, government coming to your house and, and, and putting you in a camp or something. It's one thing to be an unbeliever and hold views like that and to sort of live under that kind of thing. It's another thing to be a believer and to know what the scriptures have to say about where we're going uh, and to recognize what our biblical response to these things ought to be. Now, I, I do say this a lot. So for those of you who have heard me say this before, this may sound repetitive, um, but I think it bears repeating. Um, as a believer, I am not called to live in fear of what is coming. Jesus did say very plainly that in this world, we as followers of Jesus will have tribulation. Okay, but we also experience that tribulation and expect that tribulation with the knowledge that as Jesus continued, be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Uh, he's not just told us to have a stiff upper lip. He's not just told us to think positive thoughts. He's not just uh, said, hey, just don't be scared just because I told you not to be scared. He said, no, I've overcome the world. And so therefore you see things from a different perspective. You respond uh, in a different way. And so as a believer, when, when Wednesday for me comes, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to want to see what happens. I'm going to want to watch what the overall response to this is. I'm going to want to see if it just comes and goes without anything, uh, or if some, uh, some thing takes place that gives us something more definite to, to speak to. Right now, everything is conjecture and hypothesis and, and, uh, and that kind of thing. And so I, I, I refuse to go too far one way or the other on this. I do believe that the, the, the Bible tells us very, I, I, it's not just my belief, I, it's, I believe it because the Bible is extremely clear about this, that we are moving a very particular way. The Bible is very descriptive about um, the kind of world that we are moving into as we speak. Um, but all of the details about how we get there are somewhat speculative, at least somewhat speculative, if not purely speculative. And so we always want to be a little careful differentiating what we know the Bible says and what we don't know about how we get to what the Bible says. I just think that's just wise. So, uh, but what I do know in regard to how to respond to these things is that I'm not called to live in fear. I'm not called to be afraid of these things, but rather instead to be bold in Christ, uh, to be willing to uh, lay myself down for the sake of the gospel if necessary, to recognize that like Esther, you and I are called for such a time as this. Uh, we have been put in this time and place for exactly uh, this time and place, exactly what God has in mind for us in this time and place. So we want to make sure that we don't set that aside because we're afraid to go outside or turn our phones on or off or whatever that might be. We want to be wise. We don't want to act stupidly. We don't want to uh, put the Lord to a foolish test, but we also don't want to lack boldness. We also don't want to live in fear and, and cower away from what may be coming. Um, when it comes to things like, for example, the mark of the beast, no one's going to accidentally take the mark of the beast. No one's going to be brainwashed into taking the mark of the beast who wouldn't otherwise want to take the mark of the beast and would want to walk with Jesus. Um, we need to make sure we understand that, that those who will take the mark of the beast will be under the sway of the wicked one. And that won't just be because they're technologically uh, coerced into being so. Uh, Matter of fact, in 2 Thessalonians 2, the Bible tells us that at one point, God will send a strong delusion of those who did not love the truth. There's a, a matter of volition there where there are people that refuse to love the truth, and so therefore God gives them over. Uh, and he sends that strong delusion to firm up their stance to essentially just, uh, if you're going to dig your heels in, then here you go. And God's going to let them do that. 
and he's even going to help them do that since they've already basically made that decision. So we, we ought not sort of uh, be afraid that as a believer, if I, if I take a vaccination, that I've taken the mark of the beast. If I, uh, unless we know it is the mark of the beast, right? But the mark of the beast brings with it a beast, uh, uh, an image in the holy place, which means there has to be a holy place, which means there has to be a temple. All these things have to be going on. We have to be in the midst of Daniel's 70th week. Uh, you know, all that kind of stuff needs to be in play for it to be that. The scriptures dictate to us the conditions of the time that we're talking about. And I would say that where the scripture uh, speaks to these things, take it at plain face value and let that paint the picture of what it looks like so that we don't misinterpret things. Um, and again, in concert with that, just to reiterate, uh, when it comes to trying to understand these elements that take place around us, is this, is this leading us to this or not? In our day, a lot of things are conditioning agents. Uh, and so we ought to see them as such. But again, our response to this is not to be in fear, not to be hiding and, and, and running away, but rather instead to be God's hands and feet and mouthpiece in this day to a world that is going to succumb to this system and the Antichrist that ultimately rules over it. Uh, and that's that's what the Bible says. So uh, again, we want to take the word of God for, for what it says and respond accordingly to that. So again, kind of a, uh, just a quick uh, note on this whole thing. Um, be watching and paying attention on Wednesday. Maybe something enormous is going to happen. Uh, my personal sense is probably not this time, at least not this time around. I think, uh, if anything, maybe it's a test for, for a greater thing. Again, I do think it's a conditioning agent. I do think that there are things coming down the road. I think there will be likely another COVID outbreak. I know there's another strain on the uh, on the scene today, but uh, I'm, I'm personally uh, expecting there to be lockdowns again, or at least an attempt to lock down the country. I, I do believe America stands in the way of, uh, of what is an otherwise uh, socialist, socialistically, socialistically minded uh, move toward globalism. I do really believe those things are all going to happen, and I think they're going to happen within the next year. I think we'll likely see that stuff. Um, you know, but again, is is, uh, is is this thing on Wednesday in and of itself going to be like a, a game changer, a paradigm shift? I don't think so, personally. Uh, again, don't put money on my words on that. I'm just telling you what I think. Uh, but I do think that it is part of an overall conditioning of the population to sort of live under sort of an umbrella of fear of what is coming and that we need to turn to the government to save us and all this kind of thing. I do think that as we've been saying all along, that that is the kind of thing that uh, that we can expect to be true. So uh, anyway, for what it's worth, there's just a few thoughts on uh, on Wednesday's um, extracurriculars with this, uh, this early warning, our emergency warning system. Uh, again, on Wednesday, it's supposed to happen sometime between, um, well, I think just at some point on, on Wednesday, so just be aware, be watching, just uh, be paying attention and we'll see what happens. And then we'll, you know, if something really exciting happens from it, we'll follow up on it. So, but praise the Lord. Thanks for tuning in and give me a minute. And uh, hopefully this just, again, as always, provides a little food for thought. So, Father, we do thank you for your love and grace. We thank you that, uh, that we don't have to live in fear. We can even be of good cheer knowing that Jesus has overcome the world, even though we know we're going to face tribulation and, and difficulty and all that kind of thing. Um, I am thankful that I believe we'll be, um, we'll be in your presence before the great tribulation comes, or even before the tribulation period, that's that, that, that seven-year period. But uh, that doesn't mean that you've necessarily exempted us from difficult times now. And so we pray that, Father, you just give us a fortification in our souls, our spirits, 
uh, just standing upon the Word of God and the promises therein, and ultimately on your faithfulness as, uh, as, as the ultimate uh, foundation for our faith. And so we thank you for giving us a few moments to consider these things. We do pray that we'd be wise and shrewd and, and uh, be able to recognize uh, what things are and, and not to fall for uh, lots of conjectures and that kind of thing. Uh, we want to find that middle balance and walk in a way that honors you and blesses you and, and uh, allows us to walk in courage and faith, but not to be naive about where this world is ultimately going, because you've told us where it's going. So help us to be prepared for that. Thank you, Father. We do love you. We praise you and bless you. And uh, just ask you to have your hand upon us and grant us the wisdom that we need uh, to live in these days that you've called us to. So thank you, Father. We do ask this in Jesus' name.